You're listening to the Lead to Think podcast, a podcast that brings together and inspires small business owners in the salon, spa, and fitness space to be empowered in their everyday decision-making. My name is Lauren Gish. I'm best known for being a coach and strategist in small business. I'm also a salon owner in Nashville, Tennessee. We're going to be talking about key strategies to keep you from being overworked, overwhelmed, and drowning in debt to being rested in control of your business and more than profitable. I'll be sitting down with industry experts and business owners that are just like you to discuss the lessons they've learned and the strategy that's helped them build and survive the roller coaster that is small business. Most of this half of this season, we've been talking about insecurity, and I think it's time that I share my story with you. The story of insecurity and the story of the podcast. The reason that I have made sure that this has been a topic is because it's been one of my biggest struggles. I have searched the industry of wellness and health and beauty for people that would talk honestly and openly about how ownership can be like an island and the demands that are placed on us as an owner usually have a pretty small reward and no one was talking about it. All I was hearing was like, fake it till you make it. And this is just the way this industry is. Didn't you know? or be a boss bitch. And none of those really resonated with me. I found myself looking into other places where people were willing to be honest about who they were, where they were, the journey of where they started, and how they got exactly where they were today. I think that in an Instagram filtered world, which I love a good filter. If you guys follow me on socials, you know that. But I think that we're used to seeing everything filtered. And then layer on top of, we become the source to tell people what beauty is, what wellness is, what you should look like. And so there's this piece of, holding up our profession in the way that we live our lives that can be really unrealistic and create a lot of loneliness. And also, if you have been burned by someone in the industry, what can happen is that you don't know that you're putting up walls in your heart, walls in your relationships, and you don't connect with people that can help you feel a little less lonely where you're at. I want to talk through that process that brought me kind of from my search to where I am now. But I want to take a second and just thank everyone. If you've listened to this season, thank you so much for your feedback and for your listens and for all the ways that you've shared. I love that this is resonating with people. I love that hearing other people's stories are inspirational. And I've heard from so many of you that you are making changes in the way that you do your business and in the way that you think, which is the mission of this. It's what brought me essentially to my knees (laughs) 
And that brings me to my story about just anxiety and insecurity. I had to change the way that I thought and the way that I related with business if I was going to survive. So let's go. Anxiety has always been a struggle of mine pretty much for as long as I can remember. And side note, like I know that anxiety and insecurity are not the same and that if you are struggling with anxiety, if you are struggling with your mental health, that is a separate battle. I don't believe that you can think your way out of those things. And personally, I have OCD. And so that is something that always causes a low-level anxiety and hyper-awareness in my brain. And that wasn't something I could just think my way out of. I have worked with a therapist and a doctor to make sure that that part of my life is taken care of. But insecurity on top of any mental health struggle or anxiety makes a pretty lethal mix. It makes imposter syndrome seem extra loud. And so there was a strain that I personally was experiencing in my body and in my mental health over my career um, that has made it really, really hard at times. And when I started out, I was, you know, fresh out of school and excited about all the opportunities in front of me. And people told me that I was good at what I did, that I had a lot of potential, that they were excited to have me on their team. And it was great, but there was always a nagging feeling inside of me that I didn't quite belong in the room and success wasn't for me that my job was to support other people and their success, but my job wasn't to be a success. I hope that makes sense. Like I worked backstage and then I clapped for everyone that was on the stage, but they would always exceed what I was doing. And I just had the gratitude of helping get them there and watching them grow. And I do believe that connecting people and calling out their talent and coaching them is definitely something that is a gift of mine that's come to my attention over the last few years and that I've had people really sit me down, good friends, and say, like, you have to do this. You have to coach people. You have to believe in yourself. And that was all great that they told me, but there was still something even as I got older and I had well-established professional friends (laughs) telling me that I could do, do something and do it on my own. It didn't matter. It was falling on deaf ears and I could hear them and I could see them when they were talking and I would almost like disassociate, like not be in my body, like not be able to hear it, not be able to accept it. And that's when I realized that I had to learn how to receive what I was good at and then look at what I needed to work on as something separate and that it didn't cancel 
or negate things that were good about me or who I was in business or in my life. And I think there's something in us, especially if we're in a position of leadership where we think that we have to have it all together before we attempt something else or we have to have something else to, you know, like done before we can move forward. And the more I started digging into my thoughts and getting out of my head, the more I realized that I had made all of that stuff up. That was this inner voice of condemnation that I did not need to listen to. And that wasn't true. It did not match up to the accounts of the people around me that loved me and that cared for me and what they were saying. And so I had a choice to make at that time. I've had to make this choice a few times. It snuck up on me. You know, we all go back to our crutch, and I would say that this is one of them, where I'm like, well, it's easier to hold myself back than to have to deal with where I don't feel secure because I don't know what's going to happen, and I can't control it. And dealing with all of these things as well when you're in leadership or an owner, depending on who's listening, you're probably one of either of those. It is hard to lead. And when you're feeling these emotions and physical sensations in that role of leadership, especially when you're trying to grow something new or you're trying to grow a team, it doesn't mix well. I would go into total survival mode and My main goal was to keep myself together, look like I knew what I was doing, and make it seem like everything was smooth sailing so that no one else would notice or feel bad. But what I ended up doing is leaking. (laughs) I felt like I had a handful of sand, and I don't think about that. If you've been to the beach, maybe it's been a long time. But I remember being little growing up on Lake Michigan and I would grab these handfuls of sand and I would hold them really, really tight. And the tighter I held the sand, the more it poured out of my fingers. And that's such a good picture for me (laughs) to look at when I think about when I would get insecure and I would try to hold tight and try to hold myself together, I would leak. The sand would pour out. And there's a way we act. Everyone knows how they act when they feel this way. When you're butting up with your own anxieties and insecurities, for me, I can get snippy, hypercritical. I already struggle with RBF, if you know what that is. And it just gets a whole lot worse because I'm trying my hardest to hold it together. And I don't even really see who or what is in front of me when that's going on. Most of the time, I'm just trying to get through a moment and survive it. 
And unfortunately, people and relationships are the carnage here when we are leaders. So how did I deal with this? What happened? When did I decide to make a change? Again, I had all of these people telling me throughout my career that I belonged in the room, that I could have a huge impact on many different industries. I haven't just been in the beauty industry. And I kept running up to the same lie and I decided that enough was enough. I was going to heal my relationship with myself and I was going to heal my relationship with confidence and rewrite what I was going to listen to. And I remember sitting down. Well, let me backtrack really quick before I tell you what I did because I let it get out of control. I let it get to a point where I dreaded going into work. I dreaded the decisions that I made. I felt completely disempowered. I felt just like I had regretted the way I had spent my time. I was angry when I was at work and sad. And I was sad and angry and anxious when I was at home. And so I got to this just like place where I sat down and wrote out everything that I was believing, wrote out every crazy thing that made me feel sad and upset because what I realized that I was trying to do was separate my personal life and my professional life. I was trying to think that they weren't one in the same. And, you know, that's what we've always been told. Like, keep your personal life personal and your professional life professional. And that's great up to a point. Like, if you are my employee and you were out all last night, like, I don't need to know. And you just need to come in and look your best and do your job. But when it comes to long-term life struggles, you're going to leak out no matter where you are, whether you're at home or at work, whether you're with friends, whether you're dating um, in your family relationships, it comes out everywhere and it is ugly. So what I did was I took that list. And I drew a line in the sand and I said, I am not going to continue this way. And over time, I replaced those negative thoughts, those negative beliefs with positive beliefs. And I also am a person of faith. And so I used that area of my life as well to empower me in that I am loved no matter what I do and no matter how I perform. And it created a new foundation of security for me that changed my life. I was able to walk into my business with fresh eyes and fresh inspiration and really give it my all from a new perspective. I was able to come up with an organizational system that has worked 
really, really well. And it has nothing to do with how much I can carry and how much I need to perform to make everyone else's life happen. So not only am I free from my own insecurities, but I've been able to empower other people in the process. That was one other thing that convinced me to kind of push to the other side. Some of you may know about the Enneagram. I am an Enneagram number six, which is a loyalist. And a loyalist is loyal to their people. And once I realized that if I didn't deal with this, my people couldn't grow My people couldn't move forward, and I was creating a ceiling for them. I knew that no matter how painful these lies were, no matter how much work I needed to do to get over anxiety and stress, no matter how many systems I would have to change, no matter how many micromanaging things I was doing that I'd have to pass over, I absolutely had to do it. I had to create freedom for myself so that I wasn't lording that over anyone else. And I want you, if you are an owner right now, to think about that in your own business because sometimes it's been a while for us where we haven't had a boss. Think through when you had a boss and you knew something was really wrong. Something was going on with them that was not okay. You could feel it. You could sense it. And subconsciously, what you can see in your work is that there's a ceiling above you because of what your boss believes, what they believe about work and what they believe about life. And we can have systems set up all we want by corporations, but We can only give away what we have. And if we choose to hold our cards close and not deal with our shit, then we are creating a ceiling for everyone around us. So here is my invitation to you is if any of this resonated or you could hear yourself in my story (laughs) of feeling like a total imposter dealing with anxiety, feeling like you regret your business and where you're going, I would love to help you invest in yourself. I truly believe that what I have used to help me overcome this is something I want to help others do and give away so that we can break those ceilings that we've built all over the place and create a new level of freedom and professionalism in beauty, health, and wellness. Because it really starts with us. It doesn't start at a price point. It doesn't start at the lines that we carry. It starts with what we think of ourselves. And remember, like what we believe about ourselves is only what we can give away. And every client, every time deserves to feel better around us um, than worse than when they walked in the door. So if you are interested in investing in yourself and your business, here's what I want you to do next. Go ahead and go to lauren-gish.com slash webinar 
That's lauren-gish.com slash webinar and sign up to watch the webinar. And I'll walk you through a five-step game plan based on a lot of the work that I've gone through and a few strategies I picked up along the way. And I bring my clients through this and it has taken them from being overwhelmed, overworked, drowning in debt to rested, in control, and more than profitable, even if they are a slave to emotional decision-making or self-proclaimed bad at business, or even if they're not sure they want to continue on with the business that they have. So I've laid it all out there in five easy steps. And remember, healing your relationship and the way you look at your business does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. And I'm so thankful for the people that I had in my life. I've helped clients do the same. I've helped them take back their power in their business, find lasting freedom, all while enjoying life and making more money along the way. So again, I want to invite you to watch the webinar. It's in the notes in anywhere you find your podcasts. And I look forward to hearing more from you and I'll see you on the next episode.